2: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play
1: for free right
2: now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. VoIP prohibited by law. 18+. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. February is February 26, 2015, and we are in week two, and this is our third training session for the week. So today we are going to be working with Spartacus, the guinea pig. Always something very powerful in writing his name down. He's got the typical spelling. And Spartacus, if you haven't seen this photo already, he is a guinea pig and he is tricolored, so he's got the black, the brown, and the white. He is Abyssinian as the, the type of coat that he has. His coat is whirly, it has rosettes in it, these little twists and turns. It looks like his fur is growing in all directions. He is a male and he's also salt. and I have owned him since April of 2014. All right. So, and I just got one more person who logged on. So who ends in nine three three two? Me, Judy. All right, welcome Judy. Thank you. All right guys. So let's go ahead and all connect him to Spartacus. So just take a nice deep breath. Just relax. Call his name a few times. See if you can sense him sensing you. And if you ever happen to get an animal that says, who are you, why are you here, or a question, like they question your presence, then go ahead and just explain. I usually do it this way. Hi, my name is Danielle. I'm a human, and I have been given permission by your person to practice my animal communication skills with you. And then we go from there. Rarely will an animal say no thank you. It's really rare. All right, so for Spartacus, we're going to dive right in with the first question. So go ahead and ask him what he likes to eat. Second question, so within his cage, in in places, multiple ones, so ask him to tell you or show you more information about what he hides under or what he hides in for privacy. and third question, so ask him what he sees through his cage. You know, so, of course, his cage, you know, has, I will tell you, has bars so that he can actually look through it. Ask him what he sees in the room surrounding him. All right, so back to the first question, what he likes to eat. So, Becky, what you hear?
3: Uh, lettuce, and then when I probed more, he said oranges.
2: Okay, great. Thank you. And Reggie?
1: Carrots, peaches, pellets, lettuce, and raspberries.
2: Awesome. Thank you. And Deanna?
1: I got pellets, lettuce, strawberries, and cheese.
2: And Judy?
0: Greens. Lots of greens.
2: Okay. Good job, guys. So, yes, lettuce and greens. He gets lettuce. He gets um, spinach. He gets red leaf lettuce, so that has more of a reddish-purply color versus the standard green. Um, Let's see. What else? He gets strawberries. Yes, indeed. He has carrots. Yes, on a regular basis, almost daily basis. Uh, In case anybody on the recording gets tomatoes. He gets tomatoes as well, little slices of that. It's good for them. Um, definitely pellets. Definitely he's got the standard, you know, regular, kind of like brownish-gray condensed pellets. I've never given him peaches. I've never given him raspberries, so can't confirm those. I've um, never given him cheese. Wouldn't give him cheese just to be on the safe side. Um, oranges. He's never had oranges, but I wonder, Becky, the orange, did you get that as a fruit, or how did that come through?
3: It came through like a, well, it came through like a round orange thing. And I just
2: uh,
3: interpreted it as an orange.
2: Okay, gotcha. He gets round-shaped baby carrots. You know, the baby carrots are already pre-sliced and round-shaped in the bag. So I'm wondering if maybe that could have been it. Um, Maybe, perhaps not. But he also gets, um, let me think, he gets hay, okay, Timothy hay, on a daily basis as well. Okay. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, Are, cool. Did he have a previous owner who could have fed him things that he might have mentioned? That
2: um, he did have a previous owner, yes. Let me just check in with the universe. So universe truth, was he ever given oranges? I get no. Peaches? No. I am being told he wasn't given much variety in that home. Okay, raspberries? Uh, no. Was he ever given cheese in that other home? No. I get okay for whatever reason. Peanut butter is coming up, and I hear no. <laughs> he wasn't given that either. Um, he was given crackers. So if anybody on the recording ever gets crackers, I'm told he was given crackers. Okay.
1: <laughs>
2: Good question. All right, number two. So what does he hide in for privacy? So Reggie, what did you get?
1: I got kind of a weird vision. It it was it wasn't clear, and I, I asked him a couple times, and I got got the same thing. It was almost like a little chalet house-looking kind of um, rodent toy with a hole in it where they can go in. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. And I got hollow log, sock, and shed.
2: Okay. Hollow log and a, a sock in a shed? Is that what you said?
3: Um, three things. Hollow log, sock, and shed.
2: Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. Sock and shed. Okay, got it.
0: And Judy. I don't know why the word cardboard came up, but I'm, I am picture it like a, like, I don't know what it's made of. It's made of cardboard, like a house, something he goes into that has like a hole in it, and I'm getting shavings.
1: Okay.
2: Okay, got it. Thank you. And Becky. <laughs> okay.
3: I'm just putting it out there. He showed me. He showed me like laying between a little, tiny mattress and a, what would be a type of frame that the mattress is on, and then he burrows under there. That's what he showed
2: me. And he burrows under. Okay. Okay. Okay, guys. So yeah, he has a. If you've ever seen in the uh, the rodent section of Petco or PetSmart, the um, igloos igloos for rodents. So he's got an igloo okay, which is, Reggie, probably your chalet house, okay, uh, and let's see, guys, anybody who's getting a house-like structure with a one entry, one hole in, one hole out, okay, he's trying to get across his igloo, that's the only thing in his entire cage that's like that, it is made out of plastic, and it literally is in the shape of an igloo, it's designed that way, he's got a little, um, it's got little purple, uh, things that kind of stand up for grippiness, I suppose, on the very top, so he can also not just go in, but he can jump on top, too, in case anybody on the recording gets that. Um, he doesn't have a hollow log, but he does have a – it's a called a posy. A cozy is just something I got on Etsy.com, handmade by another guinea pig owner. It's um, got fleece on the inside, uh, pretty cute fabric on the outside, and it's kind of like a cat crinkle sack, except it doesn't crinkle. He just goes in. There's only one way in, one way out. He doesn't use it very much. Most of the time, he just stands on it and flattens it. <laughs> but it is kind of like a, a tunnel type thing with the hole only in one end, and he's got to turn around and come back out.
3: That would be like a so cardboard
2: like house, not made out of cardboard, but I think you're getting the igloo there. Um, doesn't have any shavings in his cage. Um, the shed could possibly be the igloo, or I'll tell you that he does get underneath, I'll call it a shelf, um, a shelf like setup inside that cage as well. Um, the sock idea, the hollow log idea, could be, again, that cozy sack I was referring to. Um, about the, the mattress with the frame on it, so I'm wondering if what you're getting is he's trying to tell you he has his own little pet bet, pet bed in there. You guys have seen pet beds for dogs and cats, right, the kind where it hugs you around the side. It's got elevated sides. So he has one of those that's guinea pig size. It's fully made out of fleece, and so he can, you know, just walk right in, and he cuddles he in it. So that may be what he's telling you. He will also get behind it and hide as well. All right. Good job. All right, next question. What he sees around in the room around him. All right, so Deanna.
3: I'm getting a simple black chair.
0: Great, thank you. And Judy? I don't know, why uh, Tyler came to my mind and then T V. Great.
2: And
3: Becky? Uh flowers in a pot and a window. Okay. Great. And Reggie?
1: At first I got nothing, and then I asked him a couple more times, and the word kitchen came to my mind.
2: Okay. Okay. Good job, guys. So he is located in a corner of my living room in my condo because I like him to socialize um, with everybody else here. (laughs) So everybody can see him and he can see everybody else. He indeed is right next to the couch, so he sees Tyler all the time. His cage faces towards the opposite wall, which has the TV on it. Um, Flower in a pot. I have plants in a pot. I don't have any flowers per se, but, you know, I believe he's trying to get you to say that there are plants spread around the house. Right in front of his cage are actually two huge floor plants. Um, And right next to his cage, uh, a little off so that he's not directly in front of it, is the sliding glass door, which is indeed like an entire huge window. From his cage, he can see the small window that's, right next to the main door, and since I have an open concept condo, he can see the living room, the dining room, and indeed the kitchen. The black chair, I have a, I don't have a black, it's not that color, but give yourself credit for chair, because right across this cage is a living room recliner chair. Um, It is brown and colored when it is covered by the blanket to keep pet hair off, and when there's no blanket, it's blue, blue velveteen. And then he's got the... um, the dining room has just regular standard brown chairs, dark brown table. Okay. So Did good job. You know, nobody questions. got uh, any information on him being in a bedroom or a spare room, which is excellent because he is indeed Captain in the Living Room.
1: Go ahead. Cool. I was wondering, sometimes when we, we talk to them, like especially in the class with you, we're each getting different bits and pieces. Like, for instance, each of us got different pieces of, an entire space. Is he sending us each individual pieces or are we just receiving individual pieces?
2: Okay, sure. Um, let me ask him directly because every animal is going to be answering that question differently. So he tells me he's just shooting out information and he's going rapid fire speed, and what you get is what you catch.
1: Ah, uh, okay.
2: Hmm? Yep, but you're all accurate. And I'll give this analogy. Um, if you've ever heard that story of the I forget how many were there were what, three three blind men all touching an elephant yeah. and they were brought up to the elephant but they didn't know it was an elephant. And the one blind man was, you know, when he was asked to describe an elephant, he was touching the trunk and so he's he's describing it as it's got a long, thin, you know, um movement to this long, thin, you know, muscular structure, and somebody else says, no, no, that's not an elephant. The other blind man says, I feel this, and he was touching the tail, this very thin branch-like thing with all these fronds or fur and hanging off of it, which is the tip of the tail. Another one is touching the leg. No, no, it's very thick and round. An elephant is thick and round. And so it's kind of like you guys. You're all perceiving accurate information about what he's sending information-wise, but you're all perceiving something different. Now, some of what you're perceiving may be because you for whatever reason, as an individual, I happen to be more open to receiving that exact piece of information you got versus another person who's more open to receiving that exact information they got. But when it comes down to it, hes just, you guys are all describing my living space. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. So question number four. So go ahead and ask him how he responds to a dog sniffing him through the cage bars. And, of course, my own dogs do it on occasion. The foster dogs all do it. They're all intrigued by the guinea pig in the living room. So it happens on a daily basis. Ask how he responds. All right, next one. So ask him how he feels about me picking him up with my hands. How does he feel about that, like it, dislike it, or something else? And number six, what fun things does he do in his cage? All right, so back to question four. How do you respond to dog sniffing?
0: So, Judy? Um, with the dog, i got kind of him sniffing back. Okay. And Becky? I,
3: I Also, I had him sniffing them, and then a little while later I asked him, is there anything else you do? He says, after he sniffs them, they eat something because he knows that they can't get it. He thinks it's funny. Hey. <laughs> just you know, I mean, what I saw was a carrot, you know, like a little body carrot.
2: Like, ha! Huh, check this out. Can't get this. Got it. Got it.
1: Thank you. And Reggie. I got um, sniffing back, like kind of like nuzzling a little bit, and then I got, um, I got a vision of him. You know how they twitch a little, and they just kind of have that little twitchy movement. I got that vision, that visual.
2: Okay. Okay. Cool. And Deanna
1: i got that he sniffs back
2: well done guys he does sniff back he is a very outgoing guinea pig when it comes to sniffing dogs who sometimes want to eat him sometimes want to chase him you know they're putting out that oh my gosh you are prey energy and he just comes right over and sniffs them back even though they're snapping at him and everything I mean, it does not phase him he does not run and hide good um, the the twitchingness you may see as this, his movement. So I would give yourself credit for that, Reggie. The twitching. Okay. He does. He, he moves. Um, guinea pigs, guys, when they're happy, they do something called popcorning. If you've ever owned a guinea pig, popcorning is a very common term amongst amongst pig owners. It's what it sounds like. They when they're happy, and they're excited, they pop. They just jump up straight in the air and come back down. Oh. Um, so eating canned food. Eating a carrot. Excuse me. Eating a carrot. Oh yeah. Well, he he. Every morning he gets a carrot or a piece of tomato or lettuce or whatever it is I have for him that day, and he takes it and he eats it right in front of the dog. So yeah, <laughs> give yourself credit for that, Becky.
1: <laughs> Can I ask a question? All right. something you just said. You said sometimes if the dog has the energy of wanting to eat him, it doesn't bother him.
2: No, not this guinea pig. Well, the average guinea pig it would scare the jeepers out of, but not this one.
1: Well, my question was, your animals, and you mentioned something that that Franklin does, too, or one of your trolls does that has the guppies, and he'll, you said he'll, he'll eat one every now and then. When they live together like that, do they, do they still have that I-want-to-eat-you kind of thing going on?
2: It depends on the animals. You know, it really depends. Like, the one who wants to eat him right now is, is my Border Collie foster dog.
1: Uh.
2: Um, my own dog, Tyler, could care less about the guinea pig. Tater, my boyfriend's dog, would, you know, like like to have him out playing on the ground in front of him. I don't know if Cater would, Tater would actually follow through with a kill strike or not, um, mm-hmm. but he's definitely got aggressive play energy. But, yeah, no, this, the Border Collie would maim him if he could. Wow. So hard to tell. All all animals are different. Just because they live with an animal communicator, and I emphasize harmony and peace amongst all of us because we coexist as family, I still would never jeopardize or take a chance on putting the guinea pig on the floor in front of even my own dogs. Oh, Just okay. in case. Just in case. Because, you know, sometimes instinct can get the best of them and overrides yeah. the fact that Danielle emphasizes we're family. Wow. So I need to be the smart human. <laughs> yeah. All right, number five. So how does he feel about being picked up by me? All right, Becky. He likes it. Okay. And Reggie?
1: Um, I got he likes it, and then I got the word soft. And I said, well, what do you mean by soft? And he said soft hands. So I'm assuming you have soft hands.
2: Okay, got it. Indiana? I got that he likes it.
0: Okay. And Judy? I actually got him kind of running off and hiding, but not because he, it was like a game. It was like, catch me. It wasn't, he wasn't not wanting you to be there, but it was like he was, you know, catch me.
2: Okay. So Judy, you're correct. He runs around. Um, For him, it's not so much of a game. It actually is fear. He has fear of human hands picking him up, whether it's me or somebody else. Um, he evades me till the cows come home. (laughs) He he gives me a hard time. I have to chase and catch. So now we've actually got, you know, a substitute uh, behavior that works for both of us. So I'll have a question on a little bit further down the line here um, that works better for both of us these days. But, yeah, no, this, this is not a pig who likes or is comfortable at all, even though it's me. And even though he's got a very outgoing personality, human hands scare him. Mm. So for those of you that got liked, let's talk about this. Because I threw that question in because sometimes if we have, and this is where you want to always make sure you go in as a blank slate for any question, regardless of who the owner is, how much knowledge they have about a certain animal, whether they can talk to the pet or not. Because if you have the point of view, well, why wouldn't you like Danielle? And you go in from that angle, then you're not a blank slate and you can't truly hear what the guinea pig has to say. Mm -hmm. So um and I've gotten caught up with that too before so it is something that you really want to watch. You also guys um another thought that I was thinking earlier today it's like make sure you don't ever link questions together as well. Just because you hear an answer to question A for example, don't assume that you know, oh I'm going to ask him question B and of course his answer is going to make sense in alignment with question A because we you know, it just makes sense for him to say that. Look at every question as a very independent question because there's times I'll ask animals, you know, questions that I think, you know, I mean, logically would be linked, and what I've discovered is their answers aren't linked at all. They have, you know, when I ask them, you know, why do you have a fear of human hands, for example, and I know about his past. We're not going to go that direction with him today, but, you know, why do you have that fear? And, you know, he'll sometimes tell me, you know, my fear is related to this, so give me an answer, and I say anything else, okay, it's also related to this, and, and the two things have absolutely nothing to do in common. So you always want to keep your questions separate. Every being and every question is a brand-new moment. If you think of it that way, you'll get accurate information in every moment. Okay? All right. So let's see. Number six, fun things he likes to do in his cage. <laughs> I was asking that question right along with you guys, and <laughs> just some of his answers made me laugh. All right. So Deanna.
1: I got uh, watches, TV, and eats lettuce.
0: Awesome. Thank you. And Judy? Well, I got him with a ball and almost like he was <laughs> kind of like the elephant rolling on the ball. I don't know, strange, but that's what I got. Okay. Awesome. And Becky? sits on top of the igloo and plays
3: with
2: a ball. Okay. There we go. There's two balls. Well. All right. And Reggie?
1: Um, I got a visual of him on a wheel that. that Those wheels that they run on, and I got that a couple times. And I got a a picture of a ball. I didn't get a picture of him playing with it. I just got a picture of a ball. And then I got a picture of him kind of jumping. I don't know if that's the same as the popcorn that you said, but just kind of jumping around and running around.
2: Okay. Okay. Cool. So fun things he likes to do in his cage. He loves to. He was telling me my list. He says I like to run. I like to jump. I like to stomp. I like to ring the bell. Okay, he's got a little, um, it's a silver rod with a little uh, wooden um, chew stick fruits on it, and it's got a little bell at the bottom, and he loves to race around his cage and hit his butt on the bell so it dings every single time he goes around. <laughs> he doesn't like to watch TV because his cage is positioned there, and yes, we do that every now and then. Um, Lettuce absolutely likes eating his foods. Um, getting on top of the igloo, yes. The ball that I get that I suspect you guys are coming up with. He he it's not a ball per se, but he has a wooden okay, how do I describe this? It's a wooden object that does Okay. Okay, so that's why I give yourselves credit for the ball. It okay. is a chew toy for rodents that they're designed to actually chew on. It is cage like and hollow in structure. It's got two wooden, you know, um wheel you know, wooden wheels at the end with the cage, the little um, you know, wooden posts that go around it. And so he can and you know, I usually I put it on the top part of his cage. His cage guys has um an elevated ramp on it so he can go up and down. Um he races up and down and all around like every night and every morning. <laughs> so, yep, he gets on top of the shelf and underneath that shelf and he is always racing. So, I think that's what you're getting. Now, in case Harding got any Harding got anything else. There are other things he likes to play with. Um he's got a little chew stick in there that he plays with. What else? Um he likes to make a mess, he's telling me right now and he sees that as fun in his little hay hay loft area. Okay, so he does that as well.
1: Does he have a wheel or no?
2: Oh, great, great. No, he doesn't have a wheel. Wheels are actually bad for guinea pigs even though oh. they sell them for guinea pigs. It's it's bad for their back, so no, he doesn't have one. Um when I asked have you ever had a wheel, Spartacus, he says no, but he's seen them. I am trying to get trying to get across was that he was indicating he likes to move and run. Oh, okay. Mm Yep. Okay, cool. All right, here we go. Question number seven. So ask him about to show you or tell you about the method that does work for him and me regarding what it looks like when I do go to pick him up. Remember, I don't use my hands, guys, so there's something else. Ask him to show you or tell you how I successfully get him out of his cage. Number 8, when he wants me to give him a carrot, and I would normally say when he wants me to give him a treat, but no, he really wants a carrot. Is what he's, When I ask him, what do you want? He says a carrot. When he wants a carrot, what does he do? And number nine, so ask him what the bottom of his cage feels like. Now, there's different areas to the cage, but ask him what it feels like. I'm going to add in two more questions for the sake of time because I do want to try to get in these last two. So next question, ask him how we met, where we met. And last one, number 11, I bring him into uh, my closed bathroom on occasion so that he and I can practice him doing his tricks. The skinny pig knows how to do tricks for little tiny pieces of carrots. He knows three tricks, how you are going to tell you or show you any one of the three or all three. All right, so Deanna, how do I successfully get him out of his cage? What did you hear?
3: A slotted spoon.
2: Okay. Awesome, and good job saying that with no judgment. (laughs) Judy, what would
0: you get? Kind of a little box, a crate, something you put down and he goes into it. Okay. Thank you. And Becky. Hi, a little box, like a little
3: like a little shoe box that's mounted vertically with a pillowcase in it. Not that he necessarily goes inside the pillowcase, but he has the option of it if he wants to. Sometimes he goes in wanting the opening open. And then he's like then you can pick up the box and we're okay here.
2: Okay. Awesome, thank you. And Reggie?
1: I got like a long wooden spoon or spatula that he climbs onto and you lift him up with.
2: Okay. okay, awesome. All right, so you guys are all getting a piece of this indeed. So I take his his plastic igloo that's already in his cage and I flip it upside down. Okay, so if, again, when you guys are next in a pet store, take a look at those good-sized shaped igloos and he just, you know, he, he circles around his cage for a few times, and typically if I stand there long enough patiently waiting, he will go in there of his own accord. So he just goes through the, the slotted spoon that you're getting, um or the being lifted up by a spatula. I do have to lift the entire thing up. He has to go in through the, you know how the igloo is shaped? It's it's got this little opening and so it's U-shaped. So he walks in through that. So I think that's where the slotted part of the spoon is coming from. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the igloo cups him all around. So again, I can see why you get spoon or, you know, versus a slotted fork or something of the sort. And then I lift the and I just cover my hand over the opening so he doesn't, you know, decide to suddenly you know, cascade himself out that direction <laughs> and lift the whole thing up and carry him. Those of you who got a box or something of the sort, same idea. We're going after the same concept. Cool. So well done, guys. Well done. Um, there are times that sometimes, in case anybody in the recording, uh, he takes too long, and I am not going to wait more than about three minutes for him to go into his own. And then under that situation, I put the little, um, the little igloo upside down, and I kind of gently flush him. Until he's willing to go in there. Sometimes he will play the game of run around, run around a few times before he goes in. But typically, he's pretty darn amazing and going in right away. There's no softness. There's no pillowcase. There's nothing that you know he, cute nor I could lift. Um, it's just the plastic igloo. All right. So, what does he do when he wants a carrot?
0: Ah, uh, Judy. And I'm kind of making a chirping sound, standing up.
2: Okay. Thank you.
0: And Becky?
3: Pops in a circle three times. Okay.
2: And Reggie?
1: First I got the word laughs, and then I got the vision of him clapping his hands.
2: Okay. So, Reggie, I'm going to have you ask with the clapping hands. Let's work with that one. Ask him what does that mean. Okay.
1: I get the same picture, but I'm not getting more specifics. Okay.
2: Okay, no worries. No worries. All right. There is more information behind that, and you're on the right track. But if you were to say that to an owner, the owner would be like, hmm, that doesn't make sense to me. But if you were to say the bit of information that's accurate behind it, they would. So I'll tell you what he's trying to get you to say in a moment, so no worries. So, Deanna, what did you get?
1: I got hop.
2: Hop. Okay, good. Yeah, guys. Um, he moves around. The clapping, Reggie. He's trying. He's making noise. He does. He chirps. He stands up on his hind limbs. Usually leaning up against the cage. He will move around. He'll do every anything he can, mobility-wise. He'll hop. He'll move. He'll turn. Yes, the turning circles. Um, and by the way, uh, let's see. So let's see. No, who got the hopping in a circle? Uh, me, Becky. Okay, Becky, you're accurate. What he's showing you there is he turns circles for pieces of carrots, which is one of his three tricks in the bathroom. Okay, so he's actually referring very specifically to he does he he knows how to turn a circle and he does it in three, you know, he pivots. It takes him three turn, you know, three kind of steps with his body in order to complete the full circle. Okay, so give yourself credit for that. That is a carrot reference. That is accurate. Yep, he'll make noise mostly.
1: So that would be like all right. What's that? The noise that he makes would be like what I got for laughing. He laughs.
2: Uh, let me see. Ask him. Laughing. Were you laughing? What did you mean by laughing? I'm not getting an answer from him regarding what he meant by that. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure for that one, Reggie. I don't want to assume. Right. All right. So, guys, number nine, what his cage bottom feels like. So we're gonna go super quick. So let's see, Uh, Becky, what'd you get?
3: There's a a layer of therapeutic foam
2: underneath
3: everything else.
1: Okay, got it. Reggie, Um, I got the word velvet, and then I got the image of, you know how the the cages are gridded underneath? I got that that image.
2: Okay, got it. And Judy.
0: I got cool and rubber.
2: Okay. And I'm sorry, Deanna, I skipped you, Deanna. I got rubber. Okay. Okay. So his cage is made out of, um, it's a coroplast cage. Coroplast is the type of um, plastic board that you see signs when people have, you know, house for sale signs out there, or realtors have signs. It's that corrugated plastic. Um, so his cage is made of that. So there is no wire bottom. He has um, layers of fleece with a towel in between. So the foam that one of you guys got, I believe, is actually he's referring to the softness of the towel, which is the absorbent layer. The fleece on top is polar fleece. It's a type of fleece that when he urinates, it gets wicked through and gets absorbed by the towel but keeps the portion on top dry. Of course, the stool just lays on top, but he always has a dry surface. For those of you on the recording, if he mentions his hayloft, it's full of hay. Um, Same type of flooring in there, the soft flooring. Uh, Every place in his cage is either the um, cloth, the fleece, which is probably the velvet. One of you guys is picking up as well. Um, There's no rubber at all in the cage. Um, The coolness, I can't confirm. He's just, you know, exposed to the temperature of the room itself. Um, But, yeah, so that's what he's got. Okay, number 10, how we met.
0: Judy, what would you get? I got a house and friend. Okay. And Becky? In the grocery store.
1: Okay. And Reggie? I got nothing.
2: Okay. And Deanna?
1: At the circus.
2: Okay. All right. So I met him at PetSmart. He was up for adoption from a rescue, so he wasn't a PetSmart for sale animal. He was actually a free guinea pig that was being advertised by PetSmart to help the rescue. Um, He'd been there for about a month, and I came across him for like the umpteenth time because I'm in that, not a PetSmart, excuse me, a Petco. And I went into Petco that day, and I decided to finally go over and say hello to him. And I commented, I said, boy, you've been here a long time. How are you? And he was just the most outgoing little guy, and it really... Like, outgoing animals, when guinea pigs are typically very shy and often, many of them are often very skittish, really impressed me. So I had Tyler with me that day, and I'm like, Tyler, gosh, we came in for cat food. We didn't come in for a guinea pig, but I'm going to think about this. And then the guy, the employee comes over, he's like, you want to hold him? I said, sure. So I held him, and, of course, by then it was all over. You know, so (laughs) (laughs) we've got dog food that day and guinea pig supplies and I was like, oh, Brandon, look what I brought home. He's like, oh, no. (laughs) But Spartacus is a joy to have. (laughs) So I can't say I met him at the grocery store or a circus, but, boy, those are fun answers too, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So these tricks. All right. I'm very curious to hear what you guys got. Uh, Let's see. Becky, what did you get?
3: Uh, Rolls forward like a somersault. Does the... um Hopping three times in a circle and then
2: rolls over. Okay. And Reggie?
1: I got, again, the clapping of the front paws, like clapping of hands and spinning.
2: Okay, cool. And Deanna?
1: You he sits up with the front two
3: paws
0: in the air.
2: Okay, cool. And Judy?
0: Uh, standing up on his uh, back legs and walking.
2: Okay. All right, so he does spin. He does his spin around, and all I have to do is just say, what trick do you want to do, Spartacus? And he knows he's just got to pick one of his three tricks. So uh, his spinning one, guys, is the favorite, okay? And he gets a little treat after that. The other ones he does is he has a little wooden stick. It's one of his sticks to keep his teeth worn down. That's typically in his cage. So I pull that out, and I just hand it to him, and he knows he has to wave it in the air by holding it in his mouth, and then he drops on the floor. Or I'll just say, what trick do you want to do? And he'll go over to the stick if he's choosing that trick, and he'll know he'll wave it in the air. He doesn't do any sit-up. He doesn't do anything, you know, with his front paws. He doesn't balance himself. The third trick is I have a little matchbox car, a little, like, plastic car, and he pushes it with his nose, or he knocks it over, um, and then he gets a treat. So he's a pretty
1: talented little bugger. Now you <laughs> said you were going to explain what the clapping might mean.
2: Oh, I'm sorry, yes. He, when I asked him what that means, and if he told you that, he said, yes, he told you that, and he's trying to get you to say noise. He makes noise.
1: Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, the whistling, the squealing, the squeaks, the chattering that he does. He he makes up, you know, he's having a party over there trying to get my ass. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go ahead and call time for today. Let's go ahead and thank Spartacus.
1: Thank you, Spartacus. <laughs> Did
2: great and we are set for today so we will all talk on sunday
1: awesome thank you thank you you're welcome
2: thank you thank you have a great night
0: guys with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere
1: dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom
2: sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the
1: limo and we lost track of time (gasps)